This is the Craft Equity Collective, hosted today by me, Taylor. Cassandra. Me, Becca. And your girl, Brittany. Today, we're going to be discussing some uncomfortable truths in the craft industry that may include harassment, retaliation, discrimination, and violence. Please protect your heart while you're listening to our podcast. Throughout today's episode, you'll hear references and acronyms such as DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and JEDI, Justice, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. You might also hear COC, Code of Conduct. All right, so let's get into it, you guys. We've got a guest today. Um, we do have uh, Mario Benjamin of he- Hella Coastal joining us today. Um, and we're going to dive right in. Um, this is um, episode three um, of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion um, series. And we're talking about all things inclusion, right? We're talking about how to create space and amplify the voices of the understanding underserved, the underrepresented um, in the craft beer industry. Um, Last episode, for those that are tuning in, you've been living under a rock for this entire series, or the last series and and the beginning of this one. And you're like, what are you talking about? DE&I, Inclusion Project, what are you talking about? I encourage you to tune into our last episode um, to learn a little bit more about why DE&I even needs to be a part of the craft beer industry and then if um, you need more contacts, go and listen to season one, right? Um, and how you can pour inclusion into your brewery um, by creating a code of conduct and all of those good things. So there's some resources out there for you. So that's to bring you up to speed. Um, but yeah, we do have um, Hello Coastal's very own Mario Benjamin with us today. Um, and so just... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> welcome. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, before you jump in, Mario, I'm going to give the people a little bit about why it's so important and why we're so honored to have you on the episode today. Um, because diversity, equity, and inclusion is a big thing, right? Um, beer tastes better with inclusion. Um, totally. And so when it comes to the beer industry, we've talked a lot about this on the past episodes. And what the industry looks like and why we're here, right? Why we have this podcast and and why we're taking the time to even talk about a code of conduct or um, DE&I. Um, and there, as we all know, um, but those that are tuning in may not know these facts. Um, there's over 9,000 breweries in the United States and, and less than 1% of them are Black-owned. Um, there's only 60 Black-owned um breweries, or excuse me, Black-owned and operated breweries. Um, As Oakland natives, um, as Oakland's very own, (laughs) Black-owned brewery. The only Um, ones, huh? Only ones. Wow. Man, it's, like I said, it's an honor um, to have you here. Um, And it's important, right, to create space, okay, especially in the Bay Area. Yay, area! Yay! (laughs) Yes. It's very important, right? So, again, we're honored to um, have you here. Um, and, um, and, you know, kind of shining the light on the work that you do. Um, we're focused, of course, you know, as a podcast, as a community, we're focused on changing the narrative, you know, of the craft beer industry. Right. right? And so those, um, that come after us or that are in the industry right now, um, you know, create space for inclusion. So, um, thank you, you know, for the work that you're doing, 
Um, we want to raise a pint and bring awareness to both the historic and current economic and social issues concerning our community. So major shouts to you. Thank you for all you do. Go ahead and crack that beer. Boom. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Delicious. Yeah, so without further ado, um, we do uh, welcome you, uh, Mario. Again, thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I have to say, like, this is definitely uh, an honor to be here as well. Um, and it's uh, a culmination. I'm just here as a representative um, uh, with the group, the the great group of um, uh, people that I happen to have uh, known just through this journey. Um you know, being part of the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Committee with the Bay Area Brewers Guild and what that mean, what that means for us to make sure that a lot of these spaces are making these conversations happen. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the Inclusion Beer Project was a brainchild uh, between, um, you know, our brewery, um, there's a couple other breweries involved. It, it, you know, the main thing was to make sure, like what you guys are doing here with the Code of Conduct, but also making um, <clears throat> the code and con the code of conduct is to really make sure that uh, people can enjoy this liquid in a safe space, Absolutely. and that they all feel included. Um, yeah. So to just to I don't know if I should talk more about the what inclusion beer project is or this what it takes to actually uh, start because uh, I know we. Yeah, before you dive in, though, right, because yeah. um, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes in just a little bit, but tell the people okay. who you are, right? Oh, yeah, 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 let's, let's, get, yeah, let's get to it, yeah, <laughs> like I jumped right to, right to it, yeah, I jumped right to it, yeah, uh, so um, uh, my name is Mario Benjamin, uh, my business partner, Chaz Hubbard, um, he's handling some other business right now, uh, but we, major shouts to Chaz, oh, major shouts, shouts to yeah, <laughs> tell you, one of the best uh, business partners I can ever ask for, um, uh, but we... Uh, we're hella coastal. We're based out of Oakland, California. And uh, after doing our research, we realized that we're the only black owned brewery in a city that's well diversified, but also it's a lot of opportunity. And for us to, uh, um, you know, we're, we're third generation Oaklanders. And knowing that um, there wasn't any represent, re representation in the bear space, just in our locality, that has made us want to dive in deeper. And yeah. then it became like a slippery slope after that. We realized mm -hmm. that the percentage of us represented in a whole across a nation was just not even 1%. So you saw the challenge and you rose to the occasion. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Then you've seen how, how, right, like this is a big space or, uh, excuse me, a big shoe, I guess, uh, for you to fill. Or I should, I guess that's not even a good, rep, uh, a good analogy for it. It's more so of like, Rep, like you said, slippery slope, recognizing, right, we occupy such a small space of it. It's like, okay, here's the challenge, up for the challenge, and how do I grow this space? Right, right. I mean, it was just from the natural uh, taste of us wanting to transition from malt liquor mm -hmm. and what that stigma and the Come stereotype on. of what that means in the community already, considering that there's a lot of big-name people that were supporting these other brands that never had any ownership. You know, they just got paid a piece, yes. but they never really did any kind of change. And that's the one thing that we noticed, like, as we're drinking these beers is we're meeting a lot of great people. You know, it's a lot of right. community around this, this beer. But then we started, the more and more we started uh, venturing out to these different spots, we're realizing that, you know, my artwork on the wall, all the music being played mm -hmm. is one thing. And then us being in the space, we didn't feel comfortable. Man. 
So it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we love this beer and all this time, this was like something that we never really noticed. And so us, uh, Chaz, starting starting out brewing first, uh, this home brewing, um, you know, it becoming a hobby. And, of course, me being a good friend with him, uh, based off of my shout-out to my brother-in-law, because <laughs> that's his best friend, uh, Salvador uh, Agaba. Um, you know, we, we had some commonality whenever we went out. Mm-hmm. And we realized, it's like, man, we're having a great time. You know, we meet some good people. But as we started to, to look around, it's like, Wait a minute. <laughs> right. So that's what that's what really sparked where Helicosal, uh, you know, uh, I think Chaz, he was thinking like, man, I'd like to get the lens of this. Yeah. You know, like, because he's uh, naturally, he's a professional photographer, videographer. Okay. You know, st- still doing his damn thing. Uh, and the thing is, it's like that vision needed to be, that, that narrative change you're talking about. Absolutely. Needed to be represented authentically. Yeah. From Oakland's own. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you for the breakdown. Um, and then the name, right? Hella Coastal. Hella. Ooh, it hit different. Before we dive into the rest of, you know, the, like I said, the meat and potatoes, tell us a little bit about the name. I know you, Bay Area is very young. Okay, Oakland's yeah. very own, but Hella Coastal, I think, is very, uh, is a powerful name. Tell us a little bit about how you guys came up with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give all credit due to uh, uh, what, what Chaz was thinking as far as, you know, representing uh, a Oakland brand, but making it just so where it represents Northern California. Yeah. You know, it's like bringing, bringing Oakland to this, these spots and we're, we're on the coast. I mean, it's this, I mean, in, 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 in all due respect, it was just one of those things where now you're hearing hella in Seattle and Washington, you're hearing it all up and down the coast. Yeah. So that was like one of the embodiments of what Helicoso is. It's like it was born yeah. here. Absolutely. So we were bringing Oakland to the coast and then giving our perspective through the visuals, yeah. through the partnerships, and through this, through this liquid right here. That's right. I love it. I love it. If that, if, yeah, if that answers that question. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> um, I was a kid that spent some time, you know, I spent some time in Virginia and I was, you know, coming from California. I used to say hella all the time. And I remember being old, that kid over there and people looking at me like, what? what's hella? What's yeah. hella? <laughs> so I love that it's built into your brand name. So thank you for sharing. Appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mario, you've been featured, Helicos has been featured in quite, quite a number of articles. I'm going to read off a list here just because I didn't want to miss anybody, but been featured in Hop Culture, Fox News, SF Gate, Nosh, East Bay Express, KQED, SF Weekly, Gear Patrol. Everybody's talking about you guys. Uh, so congratulations, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's, uh, you know, that's that's major. That's 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 uh, that's. It's definitely something else. You got them paying attention, which is great. And one of the things I find really uh, fascinating and unusual about the way that that you decided to get started, you know, a lot of people when they think about, um, hey, I, I want to start a business, you know, you you start putting the numbers together, and everybody kind of like panics and says, ah, fuck, we're never going to be able to do this, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money, and it looks like you guys looked at it and were like, what? There's there's grants out there, there's aid, there's different ways to do this, so you you started applying for a bunch of 
aids and grants, and then you, you took an alternative route, which is uh, the alternative proprietorship. Can you kind of tell us what that process was and what an alternative alternate proprietorship is all about? Yes, yes, very close, very close. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, alternating proprietorship. Oh, um, uh, so that is a, mm -hmm. uh, a way that we can utilize someone else's space to actually build our brand and be um, dynamically involved in the process. So it's not just, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not just, um, you know, it, I mean, to each his own. Like, we wanted to make it attainable um, and not have to go uh, too, out, too, too much outside of our, our scope of what our finances are. Right. Um, you know, we, we dipped into ours a bit, but we're not in any debt as far as the company. Hmm. Maybe a little bit of debt as far as, like, personally, <laughs> but with any startup costs, I mean, you're initially going to take that step, and then once right. these grants and once these um, um, these um, programs are available for small businesses, mm -hmm. then we want to utilize them, but also create a, uh, a list of resources of where people can find them. Right. You know, so oh, that's, that's one that. thing we're trying to, we're trying to blueprint like every gem that we're getting from a lot of these, um, I mean, from Oak Park. I mean, that was like, uh, like we, we can't say enough how much we are grateful to seeing how we can make this a thing where people can have access and and it be attainable, it's not too far fetched. Yeah, um, right. You know, we we have some 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 creative juices going as far as like how we're going to make this happen, and one of them was through utilizing an alternate proprietorship. You know, yeah. that way you don't have to worry about the cost of you know opening up a brick and mortar. Right. Uh, we get to rent out the space uh, essentially for the day that we brew it, and then whenever we have an event. And then we actually went up to uh, uh, Barbara Lee's office, if I can mention that, uh, to uh, make sure that we can have a shared tap room. So two breweries existing in yeah. the same space right. hasn't been happened. Uh, it hasn't happened, in, at least in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. But just, some, just, I think, diving into this a little bit, right, where you see an opportunity in the brewing industry. You're like, this is what we want to do. And then being, having the confidence, right, um, to be able to say, hey, this is what we want to do and taking that route. Because I know that there's a bunch of business, you know, there's a, a bunch of business entrepreneurs out there, business-minded people that are like, hey, we want, I want to start a business, right? And being able to navigate this route, I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, and then, like I said, it's a courage. So major shouts to you. So did you just show oh, up you. with your beer and you're like, drink this and let me brew here? How did uh, how did you make that happen? Uh, I think it was just really just starting off our foundation, it being about us and, and what we're doing it for. It's not even really about Chaz and I. Okay. Um, it's, it's really about our kids. Right. Our kids seeing what we're doing is inspiring them. Um, even though, I mean, of course it's alcohol, but, you know, they see us having beer, watching a game, but there's something different when they actually see us own something that we're drinking. Right. So it's about that generational wealth that we want them to recognize as a it's very a important word, you know, and then let them know that it's not just about this alcohol. It's about ju jumping into these different, uh, um, you know, if, if they want to go to college, they can go into science. They can go into economics. They can go into marketing. They can go into business development. Like all of this is what's required for us to make this happen. So we were really inspired by our kids, and we the, the challenge was, can we make this happen? Mm. And just, you know, maybe like in a Doctor Strange way, but 
<laughs> you know, so it's kind of like coming up with all these different scenarios of like, if we do it this way, maybe that won't work. Do it this way, it won't work. Do it this way. But after figuring out that we don't have to really overthink it too much, yeah. that is really just, you know, brewing what we love to do and sharing it with our folks mm-hmm. and seeing where they'll take us is exactly how we got to where we are now. Uh, we did um, um, we did a homebrew batch. We felt like we had a, a, a beer style that that we haven't seen anybody that's black done. And we say, oh, let's see if we can try to do this. And uh, this was right around the time where uh, Black is Beautiful. Um, shout out to Weather Souls. Yes. For, uh, you know, getting getting this going. And so we wanted to uh, to share what we what we can make with, you know, the people. Absolutely. And we just happen to be in the, in the, you know, the universe had worked in mysterious ways, but we happen to be in this one place at the right time, not even knowing that this beer running group was going to be there at the same, the same day mm-hmm. by the lake. And they saw us taking pictures. We just got our shirts. We were proud. We had our <laughs> little helicoster mags. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. So we were, that was the day that we actually got our merch. And that was a day that we were just like, oh, we're just going to try to, you know, Chaz with his vision. He was like, man, we can, maybe we can make it look like it's a, like a cool commercial, but it's like, it's us representing it. Right. And it's like us being in these, in these spaces where, you know. Well, I'll say this from that photo shoot, you guys hit the, you guys hit the nail on the head. Right. Yeah. Chaz knocked that out. I remember the photo where you're holding the beer, you're standing in front of the coast. You see the coastline behind you. You see your branded T-shirts. And I remember all the articles that Cass uh, mentioned earlier in the episode. I remember that photo, like being at the forefront of all of them. And um, so major shouts to It was Chaz. a kick-ass photo. It oh, was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was kind of kind of teasing me about a bit. He was like, man, looking like the Black Bane right there. I am like, got the mask on and I'm like this. And, you know, I, I, I put a little oil on my arms and make sure nice. I had a little nice. definition going. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get those likes. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, out of out of that running group, we actually met with a couple people that were in the industry and they yeah. wanted to do something again with us, Sweet. which we, you know, we ended up doing a Black is Beautiful just for a private event for them. And then it just kind of cascaded to where we met Julia, the creative, yeah. our artist. Yeah. Uh, she happened to be part of that running group. Wow. And then it just became this whole organic thing that we just can't explain, you know. That's beautiful. The way the higher power, the universe, mm-hmm. how how it works, how he works, how she works. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's been uh, that's been how everything has been coming into place. I mean, these articles is like I, I get real shy seeing these things are like when we talk you know we're doing uh um, you know we're we're doing um you know an interview Uh and uh none of us are good at doing any of this i mean what i'm doing right now i feel like i'm just talking first of all and hopefully i'm making some sense (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you and uh, you know the 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 thing is it's like our drive is is about that generational wealth thing like our kids seeing what we're doing and then creating space yeah Legacy. legacy. Ooh, yeah. where have I heard legacy before? Legacy. <laughs> did, I, did I answer your question? Or did, yes. did, did I take like a very long detour around? <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Just going to go up the coast, take a scenic route back down. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, great. So I'm, you've paid tribute to a lot of people here, including yourself, which is great because you all deserve so much credit for what you've built so far even. And we can see what your vision is going to be. And it it's amazing. Um, can we talk about Shock G forever? Yeah, that was that was another. That uh, was major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Hey, totally. That that was that was an honor. I mean, here's another close thing that happened. So the guy who actually developed our shirts, like we already had the, we already had the logo set. Uh huh. And uh, Mike Potter with uh, Black Boot Culture, he actually, in the uh, East Coast, he has um, Blacktoberfest mm-hmm. that he does every year. He actually reached out and said, oh, you know, you guys, anybody doing your merch or doing any of the logistical part as far as getting your shirts to these places? And, you know, it was like uh, Cajun Fire was on that list that he was helping out with. Um, uh, there was a couple other breweries, but I, I know that. You know, we was right under Cajun Fire, so that's the one I can remember the most. Uh, but uh, he was able to initially start the process of getting our brand out there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, did I go off topic? No, no. keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that that's... that's um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. So should that, I, comes, I take out, it back? Yeah. that yeah. comes out uh, on on the birthday. Then is it an annual thing? Shock G forever? Is that thank one you, time? thank you, thank you. My, my, I just lost my train. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So Shock G. Uh, so Mike Potter actually linked us up with Money B. Sweet. Uh, Money B. You know, Digital Underground. You know, uh, the Oakland legend. Okay. You know, uh, uh, Shock G. I mean. You know the whole collective. Um, when we heard that that uh, Money B wanted to talk to us about doing a beer surrounded by Digital Underground Day, which happens to be on uh, Gregory's well, that's his first name Gregory's birthday, okay. which is August twenty seventh. You know, <laughs> when, you know when when you found, when we found that out, it was like okay. I remember, yeah, I remember doing a Humpty Dance in elementary school. I remember watching, like, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who, this is a collective that birthed the great Tupac. You know what I'm saying? And then to happen to sit down across the table with him and me just keep all my emotions in and Chaz keeping all his emotions in and we're just talking to him and seeing how humble he is Uh and how it wasn't about anything other than something that was special. And shout, uh, shout out to uh, Chuck Taylor, who actually designed oh, the artwork. Major shout. Um, sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, for us to be part of that project, it's almost like we, 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 we like, what man. An, we, what an honor. What an honor. Huh, yeah. Straight it, it's, to the major leagues, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, and in and, and a lot of ways, we feel like uh, we don't really deserve this right now because we're still doing it. But at the same time, we took ownership of it. Ooh, what did uh, Urban Roots tell us? There's no finish line. There's no end to this. We just keep going. We just keep going. You keep going. That's what I said. Couldn't look back. For a moment of time, it was like, how did this happen? And that's that's it, right? Like, every day we get to, and thank you for bringing that, um, Taylor, because that's it, right? Every day we keep going, and I know that sometimes, right, like you're, you're like shock gee oh my god and being a part of this project right this is why we're here yeah 
this is why we're here every day. And I can only hope that every single day that we come and we show up and we do what we got to do in this industry, we have mind blowing days like that, right? Where we're creating space and we're like, man, you know, all the breweries now are doing code of conduct, hint, hint, hint. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every time DE&I committees, hint, 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 yeah. right? Where you can look back and go, man, you know? Um, and so it's just a, it's um, it's amazing. And I hope you guys sat in that accomplishment. Yeah. Because that was, yo, I didn't even know you guys did the beer until I saw it on TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know until I saw it as major. You know what I'm saying? I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I would have to say, though, I mean, as much as we can say that we... Uh, I'm very, very honored to be part of that, but I definitely have to bring it back to, you know, just our very first beer that was dedicated to my wife's Walita, the Bomba Nights, which we're going to be releasing pretty soon. Coquito. Uh, like Coquito style. Yeah. Uh, but it was also, um, I think the one that really resonated with us even more so too was the Fanny Lou Hammer. You know, that was something I'd never seen on uh, on a can. You know, uh, to to do that with Oak Park and knowing what you guys have been doing before, like with the Juneteenth celebration and Juneteenth beer and with uh, Theodore Mack uh, Jr. and the family and what he tr- what he tried to build and what you guys reinvigorated was something that was another motivator. And uh, I, I'll have to say us being part of that was our biggest, biggest accomplishment. Wow. Because yeah, people, people are learning history yeah. on a can. Absolutely. Get your knowledge wherever you can. Major shouts to Milton 510. Yep. <laughs> um, we love you and all the work that you do. But yeah, um, because beer is black history, right? Um, and when it comes to Mr. Ted Mack, and like I said, that coin word, legacy, right? Um, we're all here, right? Um, specifically, you know, Hello Coastal, right? Like you guys are here, right? And that's directly reflect that's a direct reflection of the legacy of Mr. Tag Mag and what he was working towards, right? Yeah. Creating space for people of color in this industry. And so the fact that we're here, the fact that you did the collaboration for, or excuse me, the fact that you brewed a beer, Shock G, right? Like you're proud of the Black History Month collaboration. That speaks volumes for an industry that doesn't look like us. Right. Amazing. So let's right. talk more about the collab. Mm-hmm. On the cans were featured some icons, Fred Allen Hampton, Fannie Lou Hamer, Ella Josephine Baker, and James Baldwin. Yes. What it, can you dig more into what that collab meant to you? Uh, you know, considering that we go to, you know, Chaz and I, we, we go to a, a brewery as we can have our sons with us. Right. And, you know, our kids can pick up a can and look at it. It's like, oh, that's cool. Look at that. That's, you know, whatever artwork that's on it. But for them to to pick up something and want to read or who like, who is that? Mm-hmm. And it's not recognizable. Uh, I feel like that that's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of indescribable. And for us to be part of that. Right. Not once, but twice. You know, last year, it was even more impactful. Right. You know, I mean, it's just impactful every time. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say how much um, that that really was. A mo- more of an emotional thing for us, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Especially in, right, um, in the Bay Area, right, in the heart of Oakland. Right? Yeah. Um, and being such a, um, 
like unicorn in the industry, right? Like you're a yeah. black owned brewery, right? Like in Oak, in the Bay Area, right? The only, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so occupying this space, um, like I, I can totally relate to the emotion, right? Yeah. That's related to, especially when you're honoring black icons. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. During black History Month on a beer can. Yeah. In an industry where we don't, it's like, I'm going to be crying for the next month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, to be seen and heard and to be valued in that way is like, it, it's a game changer. Yeah. And knowing that these people are history. You know what I mean? It's American history. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's a narrative that we want to make sure we teach our kids that you don't just have to. I mean, it's great to have a Black History Month, but we want them to know that you should be able to learn about them at any time. Yeah, you know, exactly. At any time. It's not just black history. It's American history. American and history. It's American history that's not taught. Right. Thank you. That hasn't been heard. Yeah. That's my thing. And like, I just, I love that it's on a beer can. You know, we always talk about how with brewing beer, it's not just beer. Right. I mean, I know that maybe we're like stepping outside the realms of the brewing industry. And I think sometimes people look at us like you're saying too much. And it's like, but the fact that every single person that drinks a beer has a can in their hand, why not say too much? Yep. Yeah. Why not educate them? Why not tell them about a history that they have never heard because the history books would not let it be told? Right. And so uh, it's amazing. I love what we've been doing with the Black History Month releases and... Um, Shining the light on people that maybe people know, but they don't know the history of them. But also, I feel like last year we we shone the light on people that the unsung heroes totally of Black history and how many of them are there out there. There are so many who are the inventors of this and the beginners of this and the pilots and everything that has never been told and if we don't tell it, it will never be heard. Yeah. And I I mean, it should be told and it should have been told. But I, you know, on a beer can, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. So and now we're pushing to the bigger impact with the Inclusion Beer Project. Let's hey, <laughs> okay, you know, let's put forward with the Bay Area Brewers Guild, DEI committee that aims to bring about change in the brewing industry by creating a new and much needed culture of inclusion. The Inclusion Beer Project challenges breweries to make commitments to tangible goals and use the project as inspiration and a vehicle for public proclamation. So, like, Let's talk about it. Let's get yes. on board. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, um, um, you know, and I, I, I wish that the whole squad can can, can make it out here. Uh, but, uh, you know, made a shout out to, to Devo Buckingham. Uh, Devo yeah, Buckingham. Devo. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, shout out to... to uh, I mean to Cindy. Shout out to to Joe. Shout out to Chaz, of course. Shout out to Frank. Shout out to oh, uh, I, I can name a list a list of of people uh, that 
was very instrumental as far as getting this project off the ground. When we all sat in that back area and was conceptualizing what this idea could be and what it will mean and how it can be implemented in a way where people can feel like they're entering a space that 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 gets it. You know, they, they know that, you know, having a diverse space does not necessarily mean just playing the music or just having well, artwork, artwork on the wall. <laughs> right. You know, um, it also includes the front of house, it includes, includes the back of house, it includes the most important part, the foundation before the wall the walls go up. Absolutely. So that's why it's very important for us to um, to be actively involved in that, considering we don't have a brick and mortar, but, yeah. but be involved with other people that actually have that yeah. to make them understand if they you know, don't have anyone in upper management that's able to know how to do this, or they may have, uh, um, um, you know, some, some challenges. And considering that the, the, the uh, DI committee within the Bayer Brewers Guild is made up of a diverse group of people, um, it's, it's not just checking off a box. Like, this is stuff that's actually been built from what we lived through. And what we've seen other people have to go through. Absolutely. You, you know? got a toolbox of experiences, and you're taking those experiences and trying to apply it to the brewing industry. Right. And then getting the other eyes on, right, and sharing yeah. that experience with others, even, right, if they don't have the same background, to create space as well. Yeah. Because right? workforce or anybody that might walk through there is you know, could share that same experience with you and being able to have the tools to create space for. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always about having uh, not only us, but allyship, you know, it's all about having people of color that feel like, ah, I don't, I don't think I have an opportunity to, so why should I even bother doing it? But now you have a, now you have the opportunity to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Uh, this is not acceptable. And uh, in order for a change to be made, some drastic, th drastic things may have to happen. You have to, in order for you to make age, you got to crack some. Absolutely. That's right. Ooh, I, love that. I love that. Thank you for that. You know, because um, sometimes when it comes to D and I, um, and the, for those that are listening, right? When um, and uh, Dr. J kind of spoke to this on the last uh, episode and even in her CCBA uh, conference and all of that, right? Some, if diversity is absent, meaning, right, people of color are absent from your brewery and you're like, man, how do I create space, right? And shine the light on the underserved and the underrepresented when you don't actually check that box, right? So to avoid checking another box, it's like, let's amplify those voices, right? Let's look to Hella Coastal, Mario, you Mario, Chaz, and what you guys are doing, Dr. J, so that you're the blueprint and being like, okay, even if I am a brewery, right, that is 95% white male, and I don't know how to create space, right? Um, for diversity, equity, and inclusion, look to those resources, look to those that are doing the work and occupying these spaces because they have the tools or the experiences, right? The tools in their toolbox where they're able to apply, you mm -hmm. know? And so I encourage. They're sharing it for free, everybody. For free. For free. Have a conversation. Uh, 
You got, you got to have a conversation just like major shouts to Teresa from Crooked Lane. If you didn't listen to the yes. last series, listen to it. You got to have a conversation about it so that, right, we get to hear those things where you just said, right, be able to be in this space, right, and connect with different people and to, right, you're creating different, you're highlighting Shock G and all these different things, right? But before you can even do that, right, you have to be able to own this space and know that there's a there's an obligation to create space more for it you know and to be able to have um to set the blueprint yeah and so that others can take that information and embed it into their businesses and into their operations as well yeah and i think it's a beautiful thing yeah i mean it's 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 all about um you know i, I know we're talking about earlier but but changing the narrative of of what ownership is and also the opportunity, you know, the, 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 like you said, the resources that are available that you're not just going to be out there by yourself and you're not going to be out there just kind of fiending to, to look for information, like having a landing spot to know where you can actually build something and you have a group or, or a, a community of people that are wanting you to win. That's everything that we felt. Yeah. And we want other people to feel that same way. To feel that as well. So tell us, Mario, if people want to get on board, those that are listening, right? Those breweries that are like, man, I want to create space and I don't know how to, right? I, I heard the resource to create a code of conduct, right? <laughs> and I want to I want to brew inclusion beer. So those brewery owners that are listening to this right now and they're planning for 2023, how do they do that? Uh, if they want to brew the inclusion beer, how do they create space? What do they do? What are the next steps? Like they listen to this episode and they're like, all right, boom, I need fired up, fired up. one, two, and three. What do I do? Give it to uh, me. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely the code of con- conduct needs to be established. You know, knowing what that means, like finding a definition of what code of conduct is. And like you said, know what those steps are. I can, I can break them down. And look, 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 <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. you got questions about it, go ahead and visit craftequitycollective.com slash resources. That is even easier. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and, and then as far as like, um, uh, you know, say that ourselves, we are a small brewery just made up of two, the three uh, on occasion, like our, our boy Manny Ponce, but, Shout out to Manny. Major shouts. Um, Manny, he's 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 just uh, another brother for us. Um, but considering like we don't have a big enough space to to create a DEI committee, at least we can at least uh, get other breweries that are as small as us are trying to figure out a way to uh, come together to make it happen. And um, um, one of the best places to find resources too is at uh, inclusionbeerproject.com. There we go. Where there's a lot of tools, uh, resources, and then also um, uh, the re- the re- you know you don't have to have a defined recipe, but it's really the artwork and the um, uh, yeah that's it the, the, the artwork, the tools, the, the the posting it up in front of your your your, your brewery. Um, yeah. Uh, Cool. Now give us a plug for Helicoastal. Where can we find Helicoastal beer? Yes, yes. Uh, so you can find us at uh, in Oakland, uh, 423rd Street, uh, just a few blocks away from uh, Jack Lennon Square uh, in the heart of uh, a little bit past downtown Oakland. But 
You'll find us there most of the time. <laughs> uh, usually you want to check us out on uh, Instagram, uh, at Helicoastal, all the social media platforms. Uh, of course, uh, subscribe to our website, www.helicoastal.com. Um, but um, definitely, um, I have to say, inclusionbeerproject.com will be the first place you want to land first. Amazing. And then do everything else I said. <laughs> And some of the resources on that page, I think, are really great. Um, Ten steps to get your DEI committee rolling. Like, definitely check out that article. And then there's DEI 101, uh, which is it's a packet, a resource packet that um, actually it's, it's quite a few people were involved in making that one happen, right? You have a, uh, crafted for all some some notes from the BA. You've got the Bay Area's Brewers Guild, San Diego Brewers Guild. So you guys really did reach out to a lot of folks to make this happen. They're vetted. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm, I may be getting a little hot here and, and feeling, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feeling, feeling a beer, but uh, thank you so much for, you know, um, you know, just, you know, spelling it out. But, you know, once we sit at the table and start getting this work done, that's when we really uh, focus on what it is. And me trying to, uh, Put it out like the way I'm, I'm. I'm not good at doing this, doing this, uh, the podcasting. But um, um, I know when I'm passionate about something, um, and you put me in a room and I strategize, strategize on thing. I know how to lay it out. And just sometimes I, <laughs> maybe you should retract that. <laughs> I think, I think most people right now who have never been given a mic, now it's our turn to step up and take the mic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what this podcast is about. Is like we've never had the mic before, and we're like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get awkward together. Let's get. Oh, awkward. I totally feel awkward right now. I, 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 I haven't even said a curse word yet. I even say fuck. I didn't say shit. Fuck, fuck. You can say all you want. There you go. <laughs> like I'm still. I'm still like. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure I, I try to get everything out, but at the same time, I know that I'm missing some things. And when I get no, back, I'm like, ah, oh, damn. I was like, yeah. That's what I did last week. I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck did I say? You know? I forgot this. But this is the <laughs> yeah. thing. We haven't had the mic. Everyone in this room has never had the mic before in craft beer. Yeah. And we have it now. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. So whatever, we just like so appreciate you being here. We appreciate you taking the time. We know you have family, you have business, you have everything going on. So to take the moment for us and to step out and talk to us, we just so appreciate it. So um, I know we have all of the the endings of our podcast to happen at this point in time. <laughs> I pass it off to you, girl. <laughs> We want to share your stories and hear the voice of the people. To drive change in the industry, your stories and truths happening in the craft beer industry need to be heard. Reach out and let us know you got something to share. To learn more about CEC and who's involved, visit us on Instagram at craftequity.co and on our website at www.craftequitycollective.com. This podcast was brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.